welcome to the Good Business Podcast from the Digital Business News Network, a place where we share with you the heart and soul of good business by shining a spotlight on who's getting it right for their balance sheets, as well as their people, their communities, and their environment. I'm guest host Drew Hendry, and in this episode, I speak with Richard and Sarah from the Farmer Jones Academy, a community interest company on a mission to inspire young people into careers in the food and drink sector. The Farmer Jones Academy delivers training and development courses to thousands of young people across the north of Scotland on subjects such as farming, food and drink, personal development and business skills. They're an accredited training centre which means their young people training with them not only get practical skills, they also head out into the workplace with industry qualifications. Richard and Sarah founded the Farmer Jones Academy back in November 2017 and since then their enterprise has grown from strength to strength with a brand relaunch promising even more to come. As a business they have a strong sense of purpose and I wanted to hear more about how Richard, a lifelong farmer, and Sarah, a business entrepreneur, realised that that purpose was to reach out to young people and inspire them into careers around food and drink. In this episode, you'll hear Managing Director Sarah tell us... I, I think from my point of view, the influence for where we are right now, I would actually say it's gone right back from me, right back to childhood. And as ever, we'll get to the heart and soul of what drives their business today. Now, as you'll hear, I met Sarah and Richard at their training cafe in Embo. So, Richard, Sarah, thank you for joining us on the Good Business Podcast. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. <laughs> I want to find out a bit about uh, your business. At uh, DBNM, we believe that people are the heart of good business. So we want to hear more about you. Tell us about your journey to uh, where you are now. Who or what most influenced you in in your career and brought you to this place? Well, six years ago, um, I'd been working in radio at MFR and uh, working with Sarah, who was in sales. I was in the... uh, up front behind the microphone as it were doing a farming program and uh, we discovered along the way that people had lost this connection between the food on the shelf and where to come from so people would go into the supermarket pick a pack off the shelf not have a clue what was in it whether it was any good for them it just looked all right and they would take it home and eat it and Digging further into it, we realised there had been a sort of a three to four generation gap between people who had either an auntie or an uncle, or they visited a farm, or they'd stayed on a farm, and today, um, where they had nothing to do with the farm. So we, we, we wanted to make that connection, and that was the original concept of Farmer Jones back in the day, and that was how I, I sold it to Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you pulled me over and said, what, yeah, what, what can we do with this? I, I think from my point of view, the influence for where we are right now, I would actually say it's gone right back from me, right back to childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think as a young person, and as, as Richard kind of um, alludes to it, there is a missed generation, if you like, and, and not kind of knowing where your food comes from. And I think there's been lots of different things that have changed over the years. I think f- for me talking about influence, it's, it definitely comes from family, um, particularly um, my mother. Um, I remember my mother actually, um, she, she had so many different obstacles to overcome. Um, so I think as a woman, woman to woman in, in business, um, and to see her run a family of five, she actually went back to university to retrain 
um, retrain herself um, and to be a young girl and kind of watch that growing up and see how hard my mum had to work. Um, I remember times kind of going to the grocery store with my dad and I remember going with him and, and kind of just that cringy moment of seeing him actually calculating the, the, you know, the cost of everything as he was kind of making his way towards um, the checkout, if you like, and just almost as a young person sort of seeing that side of things and knowing the sort, you know, experiencing that for myself is, you know, how difficult it can be. Um, for me, I just wanted to do anything that I could do to make things easier for families. Mm -hmm. I think to give young people opportunities, the very best opportunities in life who maybe don't have them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think for me, the whole food thing is, you know, for me, it comes from an issue of like at, at the family side of things. Indeed, yeah. Um, and Did you see yourself as a managing director of a company like this I, at some point in the future? In those I, no, I think it's quite <laughs> funny that as I say, and that's how like when you look back, you can you can make sense of things and how you've arrived at a certain point, but certainly not. I don't think I ever imagined it, um, but I can certainly see how it's led itself to that way. And I think my mum, as I say, she actually worked um, as a lead in employability services um, and so I've kind of seen her work and, and what she's achieved. Um, so I, I think I've been inspired by that and I can see a lot of her influence kind of helping to lead me to where I am today as the managing director of the company. Well, talking about that, the title of this podcast the episode is Good Business Nurturing the Next Generation. So tell us a bit about the setup of Farmer Jones Academy. What's the driving force behind the business model as well? I think our, I mean, the driving force, um, there's a there's a few things I think Richard talking about you know when we were working with local food producers because that is how it started yes. you know Richard was really passionate about actually helping to support local producers and I think working with them and, and knowing what they were actually the issues that they were experiencing a lot of it actually came from the skill gaps that were were present yes. um, in the sector and that was actually hindering their ability to to grow Mm -hmm. um, I think from that we could see a gap actually in education and I think from that point we realised that actually it wasn't working with the producers at the later stage, we had to really delve deeper and start educating young people and getting them excited about their food mm -hmm. um, from a very early age and I think um, making that accessible to, to everyone, especially in rural you know, locations where you know deprivation is a big thing, and you know accessibility to courses can be difficult. So I think we we really wanted to make sure that everybody had access to you know to education and food and drink and understanding where the food comes from. It's a it's a clearly a, uh, been a challenging journey to get here. What, what's been the biggest challenge or uh, obstacle you've had to overcome? Uh, I would say working working with schools, um, we, we realised that we, when we started that we would work with youngsters. Um, we quickly got um, an SDS contract on, on the back of working in Nairn Academy. Skills Development Scotland. Skills Development Scotland contract, yes. Uh, on the back of working with uh, Nairn Academy where we developed and, and funded our own first masterclass. Skills Development Scotland spotted that and came to us and, and said, uh, would you like to formalise this with us and offered us a contract with Food and Drink Technologies, um, which is basically years five and six in, in schools. And uh, the idea is that they get a full background in, in everything from sort of the beginning of, of the food journey right through to serving it up on a plate or taking it into a supermarket. 
and that, the business has developed on the back of that, hasn't it, Sarah? Yeah, yeah. I think I think for us as well, as Richard said, we we, we went from piloting a lot of this, you yeah. know, our programmes, um, and it, it went from just maybe some initial conversations and discussions with young people to um, to having to scale up very quickly. Yeah. You know, there was a real demand there that wasn't being catered to. Um, which in many ways you could see that as a huge opportunity but of course that comes with many challenges as well in terms of developing our organisation, bringing in the right skill sets into the business um, and just, you know, it's been a steep learning curve for ourselves yeah. so we can appreciate when our, when our <laughs> learners come in we always say, you know, we are learning too. Yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> we're recording this in the fabulous old school uh, cafe in Embo which is part of your uh, your, your enterprise uh, here and there's food and drink and pe- listeners can probably hear some of the noise in the background of uh, you know things being served up um, for us. Team members are obviously really important. How important is it for your team to be invested in the business's vision, its goals? Massively important. Um, I, I feel like if our own um, employees um, don't have you know, the bigger vision, then how can anyone else sort of see that on the outside? I think our culture um, within the company is one that is a very supportive one. Um, we all work very hard and I feel like that is because everybody does understand what it's all about and the difference that we make by the things that we do day to day in our business. Talk, our business. About, talk about those things that you do. Tell us something interesting that people wouldn't necessarily know about mm-hmm. your academy. I think for a start actually, which do you know, and it, and it may seem obvious to many, but a lot of people don't actually realise that we're a not-for-profit organisation. A lot of people don't get the social, you know, and the enterprise together. You know, a lot of people either assume you're a sole charity, or they assume you're a private business entity. And what we're saying is, well, actually, we do both. <laughs> you know, we run a business, and we make profit, we reinvest it then to help disadvantage young people. Um, and I, I feel like. A lot of people don't actually realise that, even with the cafe, you know, we quite have to, we quite often have to say, well, it's actually a training cafe, and then everybody, oh, so what does that mean, you know? And it's actually, it's just giving, it's two things, it's giving young people that that real life experience and learning on the job, if you like, which I think is really important from a vocational point of view. Um, but also, I think for us, it's almost, um, you know putting our money where our mouth yeah. is, it, it, you know, if we are trying to inspire a generation and say, you know, you could start up your own business in food and drink, well, we can actually say, well, we're doing it um, and we can do it with them. And I think that's, that's a really nice thing to well, have. You said there about the fact that it's quite an unusual uh, model that you've, you've put forward, but people don't really understand it. And, and we talked about the challenges you've faced in the past to get here. What's the biggest challenge facing you right now? Mm-hmm. I feel like it is the scale up and what comes with that and the resource, I think resource is always a, a huge issue. Um, it, it tends to be something that's, that's always something to consider for social enterprises essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when you do have a huge sort of social, um, economic and environmental remit, it's, you know, and so you tend to have wide areas of the business that you're looking mm-hmm. after. Um, you tend to have to have various different revenue streams mm-hmm. and so resources can be stretched. I think for us, we're at this sort of um, crossroads, aren't we? Yeah. Where we've kind of taken our business quite a long way over the last five years, and we're now ready for a big scale up. So that for us is kind of, it's, it's making sure we've got the resource and we get the support around us to be able to make that happen. So that, that dynamic change in your business mm-hmm. uh, obviously means you've got to kind of learn and adapt as you go. And how do you stay on top of things? Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, Sarah is the managing director, and I, um, I am the finance director, as it were. I, I was, although I was the founder, I've stayed on top of the money all the way <laughs> along because if we're not financially sound, then yeah. we're no use to anybody, mm -hmm. uh, ourselves or, or, or our students. We, we have a responsibility now in that we have a contract with, with uh, Skills Development Scotland, in fact, we have more than one contract, and we have. Um, a responsibility to deliver those and remain financially sound and in fact sound enough to, to keep growing. So we have these two income streams at the moment we, where we raise funds externally from other bodies and we also we have this trading um, income uh, yeah. which is a delivery and also now a, a sort of a cafe which the, the, the cafe um, is intended in, in the long term to provide another income stream as well at the moment we're running in a, a break-even phase here mm -hmm. well we're learning yeah. as much i think as, as yeah. anything else but uh, we're, it's a tremendous facility that that we've uh, managed to get hold of mm -hmm. and uh, we're, we're looking to to base ourselves here and our offices here as well mm -hmm. in, in the in the medium term before mm -hmm. something more exciting happens which we'll probably come on to later and, and of course anybody sitting here would see exactly why you wanted to base yourself here because it's yeah, uh, it's a very nice environment for, mm -hmm. to train people for people to come and learn but it's just it has a, a great kind of feeling doesn't yeah. it this yeah. building yeah. here it, one thing i do want to ask you there's a challenge that's facing everybody over the past while which has been the pandemic mm. um, how has the pandemic changed your way of thinking uh, on engaging with your service users for us I would say it's actually I would say it's certainly not been without challenge um, it certainly challenged us however I feel like it's brought out a lot of positives mm. in our business it's almost maybe forced us to make changes before we were you know we were going to you know we've maybe done that made that change to online learning for instance and a more interactive uh, learning approach has um, it made you look at different ways of working with uh, with your team members as well yeah i mean it shows that we can obviously you know we've done a, we've had a lot of um, zoom meetings yes. <laughs> um, and and it's because we cover such a, a large geographical area actually um before we were doing a ridiculous amount of traveling so actually for the environment um it's been a lot better that we are actually able to work from home mm. and um you know so so that has been really good i think having a venue like this and having an area where our team can come to it every now and again just to remind ourselves because sometimes it, maybe the vision can get lost when you are on your own so i think there's lots of pros and cons mm. um but certainly I think for us it's bringing more balance into the way that we work and the way that our team work and being flexible with our people, which we've always been anyway. We put a lot of tr trust in our staff and there's a lot of loyalty there and we, we reap the rewards for that, don't we? Yeah. You said this is a very unusual business and we know that businesses find that marketing is really important to get the message out about them. How do you go about marketing a business like this? challenging <laughs> I should have mentioned that it's very very challenging actually it's good it's funny that you've you it's um, good that you've brought that up because we a lot of people with the name farmer jones for instance um especially young people and as richard said a lot of people don't fully understand even the connection between the farm and that packet of food or, or the you know the dinner that's served up on the plate on the table they don't make that connection and so for a lot of young people when they hear farmer jones what they actually f assume offhand is that we'll be in the middle of a farm somewhere you know richard will be milking the dairy cows again and, <laughs> and, and you do that from <laughs> <laughs> which are all amazing things but actually um 
it's so but we actually and a lot of young people don't actually realize until they meet with us just exactly how many different courses that we provide around food and drink green technologies um, business is a huge one as well you know business in, and enterprise and so as you say marketing that how do you market all of that <laughs> it's been a challenge but we've actually worked with our business students um, that we have who are going through the business foundation apprenticeships with skills development scotland um, and um, it was a group of students actually from Invergordon Academy who worked with us on branding and did some market research um, with the young people that we work with and came back with some feedback um, and so we will be sort of rebranding ourselves um, shortly but uh, what we like to think is that we haven't lost the essence of the organisation. Um, we, we will be for you training um, and it really gives that person-centered um, you know think you know person-centered message that is so very important to us because we don't believe that everybody goes through the same journey you know and we cater to that so marketing has been a challenge for sure because we do so many different things um, and it's something that we're working on we know that investing in people because of the nature of their business is really important to you how do you go about developing your own team internally though for the, for the business so a lot of our um, people that we've had in the business we've um, offered them every opportunity if they if they would like for you know upskilling um, or going through training and yes. um, refresher training so um, you know I think that's something that it's not just about training the young people that we work with it's actually making sure that our staff all have that opportunity for continuous professional development and that's something that every member of staff goes through here. Yeah. One thing we're really interested in is how developing your team can help your business to, to, to develop greater value and to take it to new places. Do you find that something that you get a result from? Oh, for sure. I feel like um, obviously by developing, if you're developing an, um, your own team and you're putting that effort in there then you know then your output is going to be far greater so you know I do I do think that that's something um, I feel like especially the sector that we're in is mm. such a fast-paced and innovative sector isn't yes, it, it is. that things are constantly changing and evolving mm. and so therefore if we were to stand still or our team were to stand still then we're not really in a position to be able to educate young people to the best of our ability so we we too have to be able to evolve and move with the times and and kind of be one step ahead don't we really yeah when we're out on the recruitment trail looking for, for new trainers or whatever um, the the one thing we're not particularly looking for is a hugely academic background what we're looking mm -hmm. for is a passion yeah. about yeah. about what we do yeah if, if we, we 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 don't tend to look at a, a list of academic results first we tend to look at where have they been? What have they done? And do they have a passion for, for what we're doing? And, and if they get that, I mean, we, we look at each other when we, we're choosing a new member and we say, do you think they've got it? And if we yeah. both agree that they've mm -hmm. got it, <laughs> and, and that's almost an indescribable thing. Yeah. It really is, yeah. 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 I yeah. think that's, um, yeah. But point. that passion and that um, you know, commitment to your team is obviously about delivering for your service users. Um, I, I, do you, how do you, do you go about trying to get to know and understand the needs of your service users and, uh, and what you can deliver for them? I feel like it's, yeah, it seems quite simple. It's listening to them a lot of the time. Um, it's giving them a space. Um, it's providing that right environment and that right space 
for for our um, our young people to feel like they can speak to us and that they will be heard and that they won't be judged. And I think that is at the very sort of the the very beginning, you know, and a really key thing to to our whole approach with mm. the you know in learning and development. Mm. Um, because a lot of the young people that we work with tend to do, you know, tend to maybe feel written off um, and can come in quite closed. And I think in order to really fully understand them and to be able to get an appreciation for what will make a difference, um, you know, positive impact on their learning journey, we have to really understand them and they have to understand themselves as well. And it's, it's helping them, guiding them in that process. Sarah brought up a, a, a number the other day at, at one of our team meetings where she said, do you realise that 60% mm -hmm. of our youngsters have a learning difficulty or, or a challenge of some sort? Mm -hmm. um, it might not be obvious, um, but they, they, they have a, a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I think s some of the most amazing results we've, we've had with our youngsters have been the ones who've actually are challenged. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, the, the others seem to just sort of sail through and you would expect them to get there, but some of the others actually can shine in, in if we give them this share this passion if you like with them and, and yeah. they get it it's, it's it's yeah it's a sort of this and actually it is a challenge where we didn't pick up on and Richard did talk about challenges with schools I think it's a challenge with just the perceptions or the misperceptions yeah. if you like around the food and drink industry yeah. for a start mm -hmm. you know that um, well if you're not clever enough or you're not academic We'll stick you into home economics or we'll stick you into oh, cookery and it's that that we are really really working hard to pull away from well, on the subject of working hard mm -hmm. um, to get there what, why do you think your venture has been so successful i feel like it is because we are actually as i say there are a lot of young people out there mm -hmm. that are being left behind mm -hmm. you know that aren't um, necessarily getting picked up in mainstream education and i feel like we're able to offer them an experience mm -hmm. within a sector that has a lot yeah. of opportunities there waiting for them. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I feel like that's why we've been successful because there is actually a demand out there right. and a real need. I think it's a real, real social, economic and environmental need that we're catering to. Um, and, yeah. we, and we give them an individual approach. So every, every youngster who comes to us is, is an individual and we'll tailor the course mm -hmm. to their needs. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Hence it, the for you. Yes. The, <laughs> it's not about us, the, it's the, about the, you. That was yeah. how the for you came about, was it's actually training for you. Yeah. And that, that is the person who's getting trained. Let me ask about your consumers. Conscious consumerism, i.e. people thinking about how they buy and what they buy has never been mm. uh, yeah. more popular. Uh, what do you feel your enterprise offers to somebody who's thinking about what they want to invest in? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like if, if I think for us it's, it's, it's helping our um, consumers, if you like, it's helping them to understand where the opportunities are, mm -hmm. you know, for future progression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and there is no denying that we are we're moving into almost a new world of work. Yeah. You know, we're new age and, technologies. And do you, do you feel that do you feel that when people are buying your coffee, yeah. buying the, so for, yeah. the produce and so forth, that they they understand the opportunities that have been presented for the people who've been involved in bringing it all together? Uh, once we tell them. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they know straight away. Yeah. And then once you tell them they just think it's an absolute 
Yeah. It's a fantastic idea, and they really enjoy the yeah. coffee because they know it, that the money they've spent so is actually gone so to good use. On, <laughs> on the back of every menu in, in the cafe here is the Farmer John's story. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they, as they're sipping their coffee, they, they can read about why, why, they're, why they're here and what, they, what yeah. we do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, so they get the opportunity to see it mapped out about how you're doing it. Yeah, if you were going to put really a couple important. of sentences though, because obviously people listening to that yeah. can read the menu, <laughs> yeah. what, what would you say? I, I suppose, you know, it's about, you know, by coming here and supporting us here, that you too are actually investing in you know, the future of food and drink. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that really is, you know, it's, it's you nurturing today. You've got that kind of ethical buy-in to... Yeah, to, uh, 100%. And I feel like that's what we, as a social enterprise, have, you know, that's what we're all about. And mm-hmm. so it has to be front and centre, you know. Yeah. But this place is, is, um, is literally a taste of the future, though, yeah. because mm-hmm. um, we are looking to expand and build our own centre. Um, that we'll probably always have this now. <laughs> I think I think we've 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 developed a, a sort of a, a passion model, for, for, yeah. for this, and, and the model is is great. But we're looking to develop our own centre, which will be a, a training centre, but also encompass all sorts of things like renewables, like um, sort of uh, I don't know, sort of. Well, I suppose you, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You can <laughs> <laughs> this is the grow for grow for you project. Yeah. Um, um, which is obviously an offshoot from the, the new brand that we're about to launch. And it's really, it's a community innovation campus that we're looking to create, which is at its heart, a sort of a sustain, building sustainable communities um, and re- reducing depopulation. But it's using the medium of food and drink and everything that goes with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the green technologies around mm-hmm. that, the agriculture, all these sorts yeah. of things, and using that to our advantage to be able to educate young people. Well, you, you were talking about communities and green technologies here. Let, let's move on to the okay. environment. I mentioned that pandemic was a challenge everybody faces. One of the biggest challenges that, if not the biggest challenge, that every person, community, uh, government faces just now is uh, climate change. How is your enterprise meeting that challenge? So, I, I mean, from an educational point of view, we're already, um, as part of our food technologies and hospitality um, courses, and we already have elements of sustainability programmes. Um, so we, obviously, a huge part of that is obviously raising awareness and, and education around you know, how we can look after our planet better and how we can have better and um, be more sustainable in our practices and more ethical as a, as a, um, as a company. Um, so I think we, we're obviously part of that process. Do you think the, the, the drive to be more climate conscious is obviously, is it developed your business model side by side? Is it, yeah. Has it been part of that growth? It's absolutely, because yeah. it's, <laughs> as I say, we're, we're learning ourselves all the time and mm-hmm. we're in this sector which is evolving mm-hmm. yeah. constantly. Yeah. So there will never be a dull day <laughs> um, or a day that we're not learning something new because that's that is that's you, the space you, that we're in, you know. You, you just said there'll never be a dull day. <laughs> obviously you know there are gonna have to be changes in the future. Yeah. What are you uh, is there anything you've planned further or do you anticipate in the future that you're gonna to have to change in order to uh, move forward with the, uh, the agenda and climate change? Yeah, so I mean we've got, as I say, this community innovation um, campus, we're looking to introduce um, zero waste practices ourselves, we're looking at aquaponics mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and having having an aquaponic garden if mm-hmm. you like, um, and so, so there's a whole element of that that we're actually looking to bring in to it, so you know that in itself is 
green technology right there. Um, and I think around recycling, um, you know, and, and, and looking at upcycle, all these sorts of things, you know, have workshops around that, um, the it's whole kind of waste hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all kind of, it's something that we're not just, um, yeah, we're not just educating others on, we're learning and we're putting these mm-hmm. things into practice ourselves, just like the training cafe really, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let, let me move on to, since we're talking about the future, let me move back to people again. What advice would you give to young people uh, looking to do that, what, what you're doing now? What, what, would, what advice would you give to them? Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. you, you can do this. Um, if I go back to when I was uh, 27, which is a long time ago now, I started farming on, on my own account and I borrowed um, quite a lot of money then to, to do that. Um, and it was the equivalent of what is today £700,000, so my bank manager tells me now, and I, that frightens me now. <laughs> it didn't frighten me then, yeah. and I think that's, that's youth. You know, you, you, if, if you've got a passion for it, you think you can do it, then go for it. And we will give you all the help. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we don't just stop um, when, when, they, when, when the youngsters left our course. Mm-hmm. We, we don't just stop taking interest in them, we'll follow them yeah. on and on. And, and we hope that one day they'll be like us. Yeah, and I think, that, I think for me, um, something that I always start when any, because I, I get quite involved in the delivering of training and personal development has always been something that I've kind of taken a lead on and I'm very interested in. And uh, I always start with young people and it's the impossible and it's turning that into I'm possible yeah. and that's the message and I truly believe I'm possible and anything I put my mind to is possible and I think that message instilling that into young people and as Richard says not having fear around no. things mm. is, is a really key message to, to put out there to, to so, young people. So what's next for Farmer Jones Academy? Oh well, this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I mean it really is the scale up that we were talking about, it's having a centre of excellence yeah. which would be the community um, mm. innovation campus mm. where we have a whole array of different um, training and education opportunities and programmes within within the campus if mm. you like yeah. um, helping to build up sustain, you know, sustainable communities building the skills and empowering people so that they can take those skills yeah. back out into their communities and actually mm. do these things for themselves mm. so I think it's not about us doing it all, it's about raising awareness and empowering people and giving them the skills for them to then, you know, to, to go and make meaningful change themselves in their community. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about Farmer Jones Academy? There is so much and so much we haven't got time for now, mm-hmm. but, but I think that the, the one thing which we try to instill into our youngsters is, is a passion for the industry. Um, whether that's at the growing end or whether it's sort of at the cafe end and all the spaces in between is food is a I mean everybody needs to eat every day Mm -hmm. food is a tremendous industry to be in there'll there'll never be um, a shortage of demand for workforce whichever end you go to Um, so if if you've half, half an interest in food then why not be involved in it? Then get excited and get involved with your yeah, new and, and not forget yeah. about those essential transferable skills that can be taken into to yeah. any industry. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's a really key thing as well. So, so how can our listeners engage with you? How can they get in touch with you if they're interested in what you do? Yep. Um, so we we do have they can they can contact us um, on our website. 
so you can directly get in contact. And what's the website address then? Um, <laughs> Farmerjones.co.uk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The reason I'm, I'm on my head is yeah, because, as I say, there will be a, a relaunch of uh-huh. our brand and things to come. So I suppose for people to kind of watch out for that. Um, social media, they, we've got they won't quite get a lost. You'll redirect them. Right? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Nobody will get lost. Yeah, so. uh, we're on all the social media channels. You know, yep. we, we have um, quite a big Facebook presence, both here at the cafe and yep. with Farmer Jones and uh, Instagram, Twitter, all, all the usual places. You'll find us on LinkedIn as well. So, look, look out for us, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly don't be afraid to pick up the phone mm-hmm. to send us an email. Whatever you, whichever way you fancy getting in contact, yeah. um, and we can, we'll just come and talk to you. There's absolutely yeah. no obligation to anything yeah. that we, that we, we're just happy to talk about yeah. about the food think, industry. Yeah, I've just, as you're speaking there as well, I think one thing we definitely have to mention is that um, a lot of people don't actually realise that we are an accredited training centre. So we're SQA accredited, and we're also Princess Trust centre as well, um, and we deliver. Um, food hygiene and health and safety through Rehis. So we can actually deliver and give young people and adults, young adults if you like, recognised qualifications. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't actually realise that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people think, oh, are you working through other organisations to be able to deliver these qualifications? We're like, no, we can actually take you right through from the beginning of the journey right through to gaining a recognised qualification. We, we felt that was really important mm-hmm. that, that when somebody came to us that we would end up giving them a certificate of some sort mm-hmm. Um, commensurate yeah. with what they've done. We just tend to find in a lot of maybe third sector organisations, it's, it's not an easy thing to go to become an accredited centre, there's a no, lot of work involved in that. <laughs> and a lot of um, third sector organisations do fantastic work, but they just don't necessarily maybe have that end, you know, the ability to, to do that. So. Okay, finally, this podcast is about getting to the heart and soul of good business. What is the heart and soul of Farmer Jones Academy? People, yeah. business, and creativity. I think it's all a combination of all three. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's 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 finding what unlocks young people, yeah. um, finding that passion wherever it is, and even if they have nothing to do with food and drink after they've left us, we'll have given them a whole lot of transferable skills to take somewhere else, which mm-hmm. which we think is important. Mm-hmm. We, we we don't mind if they never have anything to do with food and drink mm-hmm. once they've left us. But they've taken some skills away which they can use somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's unlocking that passion. Yeah. That that's what we Well we say we for. we say it's it's about nurturing tomorrow's talents, mm-hmm. but doing that today. So there we have it. At the heart and soul of the Farmer Jones Academy, it's all about nurturing tomorrow's talents today. I really enjoyed listening to Sarah and Richard, and I hope that you did too. So thanks for joining us. You can find out more about Farmer Jones Academy at farmerjones.co.uk and more good business at dbnn.news. Bye for now.